I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sinjuvi in three, two, one. Here she is. I believe in it. Yay! Sindhu is there. It's very exciting. You can't hear me? I can hear you. You can't hear me. Okay, Sindhu's got headphones in and she can't hear me. Uh, I'm not sure why. She can't hear me at all. Um... Oh, I can hear you now. Everything Yay! is great. That's very exciting. So the first question on the new normal, welcome to the new normal, Cindy V. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This is oh, so new and it's normal. It's so new. It's not normal yet. It's not. No. We're trying to make it the new normal, but it isn't. Because I want to be in the same room with you, hugging you. Because I did the last ever Guilty Feminist, not ever, I did the last Guilty Feminist live show with an audience with you, so I feel very bonded to you, and it wasn't that long ago. No, it, it was feels on, like a million was, years ago. It was on a Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, but it feels and on like... Wednesday, I got corona. Oh, my God. So March the first 18th, question... March 18th. The first question is, how the hell are you? You got corona on Tom's birthday. How has that been? My God. Tell me. Uh, I'm, coronavirus is not like the flu. It's horrible illness. The flu is the flu. Yeah. So it was not a good time. I, today is day three of no fever. So. How many days did you have a fever then? Because this is. 18th, 18th to the 1st of April. Oh my God. Who was looking after you? My, my, my husband. Oh, can I just say right up front? I'm a feminist. Yes. But every time I looked up between March 18th and April 1 and saw a man, a.k.a. my husband, in the room with soup, stroking my back while I wept. I thought, oh, my God, I love men so much. They're so strong. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. You know, usually I could be... And he kept saying to me, he kept saying to me, I haven't known you to be sick in 22 years. It didn't occur to me you were so fierce. Wow. And I was crying. And then I thought, oh, God, this is not very feminist. You know, you I fucking do everything myself, man. Oh, God, not these days. Wow. Not these days. So yes, I'm a feminist, but yay, man. Um, and how did you lose your man. sense of smell and taste? Everyone oh. says that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's, that's the lead. So you lose. Okay. Actually, for the people who are on this, let me tell you, um, you don't have to get a cough. 
that's the thing that's the big mm. thing. you don't have to get a cough you don't even have to get a sore throat right up top it'll come later mine came in the second week but um you get body ache and headache mm. and then you lose all smell and taste it's unreal like but, but i mean i took do you know what tiger balm is you know how strong yeah. it smells i took it and put it inside my nose i couldn't smell anything that's what people say so you can't taste anything so i mean i could eat a shoe or i could eat pizza no difference wow yeah a bit more chewy the shoe but otherwise no difference couldn't tell no that's no, no. absolutely extreme and, you know, i would be and, so scared my taste wouldn't come back cuz well i was very scared but i think the eye. worst thing is that the water starts tasting very metallic mm. and you feel nauseous when you drink water and then you get really scared that's Cause, scary cuz you think i need to drink water i need to drink warm water cuz you're also so thirsty and then it's always gives you makes you feel nausea it's it's hard mm-hmm. it's i it's such a terrible thing um i got like apparently the most acute version but um yeah but then of course the body is so marvelous when it's like okay well, i've got the i've i've beaten this now then you turn the corner and it's like look at me on day 3 i mean look at this i'm not the best i've ever looked but I'm on this thing and I'm not yeah. crying I'm not crying three times a day out of pain the physical pains are very bad oh god when What you pain in the body headache so headache yes but there's other kinds of pains that you're not used to like for example every time you breathe you get I'm going to show you oh look by the way it says fringe 2017 um oh. you get this pain here like a stabbing and yeah. here on the sides and on your back here every time you breathe you think oh, you're like god. a lung cancer patient or something because oh my god seriously this sounds everything. so bad i so hope i don't get this this sounds horrible i I'm hope so... every, i hope i hope they find a vet well either you get the mild version like my husband did the first 5 days you have a cold and a cough you feel shitty but i got you know and i have lots of friends who have had that um i think those of us with kids because kids are effectively asymptomatic unless they have an underlying disorder of some kind So I think we all just got it. I mean I, I I you know I don't know where I got it. And also I came back from South Africa from the comedy fest on the 9th of March and a flight from Cathay Pacific Hong Kong landed with me. You know he thought they were not checking. Everyone just walked through. Yeah. So I mean it's crazy. It's insane. Wow. It's insane. I it's the world has turned upside down. The world's turned upside down. So um can I ask you Yes. What are your coping strategies for staying emotionally and mentally stable? And this may not apply to you because you've been so worried about getting physically well, you haven't had the same quarantine experience as other people climbing the walls because you're a very active person, you're a very mentally active person, emotionally active person, physically active person. That's what I would say about you. You're active in every single way. I've never had a conversation with you where you aren't front foot, you know, driving it, you know, talking about your kids, talking about this, talking about that, asking about me. Like you're so active and in the way you've come into comedy you came in you were like right how does this comedy thing work and boom suddenly there you are live at the apollo you know you 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 you've just you're such an active woman and i feel like this is the only time that i've seen you ever talk about an experience of being passive and trying to fight something off so you may not have had a quarantine experience of cuz i can't even imagine if you're well and in quarantine you must be like what is this cuz you have to homeschool your kids and you know well i all think of that. I think one of the things is you know people start talking about lockdown and stuff on the Wednesday that I got sick and I became so unwell that it it didn't matter to me whether I was inside or outside I just I I was in a very dark place in my heart 
Mm. Um, by day 10, I, I, I was very... One thing I will say um, to, to all the guilty feminist uh, people on this and to you, Deborah, is that it's, um, there is a world inside us. Mm. And we don't, remember, we don't know to or we don't remember to roam there. Mm. And, that, and I was forced inward into that world because my physical body was not moving to look at the outside world. And I went inside. I, I didn't want to um, because, well, there's a lot of scary stuff in there. And I think roaming that world, I felt very lost. I think a lot of my tears were from recognizing all the rooms in that inside world that I wouldn't sweep, that I didn't want to look at. Mm. So I am a Hindu, as you know. Mm-hmm. And in Hinduism, there's a lot of chanting given to the physical body, given to health, given to protection. I got all those out of my mind, I, you know, my, the recesses of my mind. I, op- I found a, on Google, I found the chants. I chanted a lot. I tried to meditate as much as I could, but it was very painful because meditation takes you deeper inside and that's very hard. I, I, I was really at a loss for some days. Um, and what I did was I reached out to my closest friends the ones I've had since childhood, I texted and I would urge anyone who's in that position, ask for help. Just text mm-hmm. and say, I feel, I feel, you know, it's one thing to be in your 20s and feel like you're done. Mm. And, you know, people say I have suicidal thoughts, etc. those kinds of things. It's one thing to have children mm. and not be able to see in yourself even a moment of light. And it's not because of corona, but it's because of the acute physical waste that you're laid to. And then you go inside and you, all your guards are down, all your filters are down. Mm-hmm. So all the things that you keep at bay because you've been at live at the Apollo, all the, you know, you're doing mm-hmm. so well in comedy, mm-hmm. they, they come and they must come. They are also part of my life. My life is not just my outside, it's my inside. Mm. So I had to... So with, a, with the help of my closest friends and took a great big broom and a shield and went <laughs> and swept, and swept <laughs> those rooms, you know, and oh. cried and cried and cried. And also for me, and I will say this, I've never said it in a public forum, but I feel that there's no reason now not to say it, is um, you know, since November, my immune system has been made of grief and tears. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, I lost my mother in November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not surprised Corona came for me. I had not, not one defense. Mm-hmm. And um, so I felt that in a lot of ways, it was, it was a reckoning that was coming either today or tomorrow. I'm so, so yeah, so sorry uh, for your loss. I, I dread the day I lose my mother. I lost my father some years ago. And it, it feels like, for me anyway, it felt like half of my unconditional love just vanished. And I was like, where is it? Where is it? What do I, who, who do I do this for now? And I, I, so I, I, I feel, I just desperately want to give you a hug, you know? And it's just like we can't be in the same room anymore. And it's so hard to like, some of my friends have lost really close relatives and friends in this period, not of necessarily of Corona, although, you know, Jade and I were talking about somebody who, you know, uh, 
lot data corona yesterday, but in how tragic that was for the people around. And but you know, people have just lost their relatives and they can't mourn. They can't go out of the house. They can't have a memorial service. They can't love their. They can't hug people who love that person. No, and I tell you something. I mean, not to turn this into a podcast about bereavement, but I will tell you that when I was in India in November. Um, for a number of the way that our rituals work, I bathed my mother, mm. and I dressed her up, and I combed her hair, mm. and I put her bindi on her, and I put her favorite mm. jewelry on her, and I washed her feet with turmeric, and oh. and I unbent her fingers to put on her favorite rings, and in those acts of 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 just severe intimacy with the body of your mother. Because in India we don't wait around. That's it. You you passed away. You get cremated. That's it. So, in those acts, was there was the value of touch, mm-hmm. the value of speaking, mm-hmm. and the value of understanding that the physical body of those who we love is the thing mm-hmm. that we are most used to loving. Mm-hmm. You see, and so knowing that they are. perhaps not there, that they're definitely not there in that body but the body is there looking like your mother or you know there's a real moment of reckoning of understanding how important it is to have touch and mm-hmm. be held and i really feel for people now who may have lost someone and they can't get a hug or they can't mm-hmm. touch the it's 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 um it's that's like getting an amputation in your sleep and you mm-hmm. wake up and you don't know what happened who came Mm-hmm. So I really, really feel for them, and so I think the point is is that grief, the the um, the utter fury and sense of becoming an orphan that underlines that mm-hmm. underlies grief from this kind of bereavement. Corona really lifted the curtain on that and said, oh. "Come, come." So I said, "I, you know, I was very acute, and I." and i i think i thought oh i i think that's what i was scared of debra i thought i might break mm. into two parts it's like and but mm. you know when you have children you can't break mm-hmm. you keep your shit together you keep your shit together and so i really i have to be honest i don't mind saying it i i prayed mm. i sat and i prayed i prayed to all our hindu gods i did hanuman chalisa which is the 40 verses to hanuman who's the monkey god um to the the 40 verses of protection i did that to be honest i called my closest friends i looked inside for something about faith and i took paracetamol <laughs> but that's, that's what i did oh god that's what i did that's what i did what a strange time we're living in i feel okay. even though i thank god i have not had corona and uh nor has anyone close to me had a bad case of it um except now you're telling me how bad it was i thought you had it in the way of like you know some of my friends have had it like you know oh i've lost my taste it's as horrible as it's like but you seem to have had it really badly and i i feel like um even just being in quarantine which i don't want to you know by any means compare it but i feel like we're all it's like the whole world is going through something very similar where we're all having to sweep the rooms as you say because you cannot lie to yourself in quarantine 
in the same way that you can lie to yourself when you're charging around London from a party to a show to a meeting to being told how great you are or an audience applauding for you or going into your very important office job or whatever it is that people are doing, you know, dropping the kids at school, dropping them at home again. In the meantime, I've got to do this. I've got to pick up this. I've got to make a cake for that. When that stops and you just are sitting in the same relentless four walls, you can't lie to yourself in the same way about who you are what's important to you, what gives you confidence, what drives you, what, what you aren't, how you look. I mean, these fucking screens all the time, you know, we're constantly looking into these screens and I'm like, what, you know, things, I don't look at myself that much. I look at myself in the morning. I manage the mirror. I photograph better than I look in real life as a, you know, as you I suspected. always look so hot and then you're like, how oh, do I look, how do I look? No. I'm now seeing on. like lines everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, because I'm seeing all this thing. And, and that's not important, obviously, but there is something about the sort of, management we do of ourselves the distancing of who we really are what we're doing exactly rather right. than who we are in the being so i really really relate to this thing that you're saying you know i don't really care about the lines i'm just not about that it's about the sort of distance between who we say we are and what we will admit about ourselves and what is really happening and Absolutely. it's i think that what you're saying is so relatable and i have not had corona i have had the experience of the world having corona and having to be inside and the thing that might be coming and you know all of that fear and going out and trying to avoid people and smile at them so that they know you're not avoiding them you're avoiding contact and oh man yesterday i went for a walk outside my house for the first time since 18th of march wow. there were two people there were two people coming on the other side of the sidewalk i thought are these fucking people not going to move like what was happening there's hello and then they got to like oh, the damn. tree far away and then i literally sprinted across the street my husband was like that's a bit rude i'm like what rude? no 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 are no, you no, mad no, no. and yeah. and then and i was like I, i said this is not the time for me to do this english polite shit i'm not doing it. i'm yeah. sprinting so fucking far from you if you're not going to come toward you're not going to stop and so then there were people on that side the whole spent the whole fucking time zigzagging i do it all. i think i'm going to get hit by a car Well, that's what my husband said. He said you're going to get hit by a street. It's the right thing to do. If you veer and I veer, if if I'm coming towards you and I make eye contact, you all go this way, you go that way. If you're just powering down and I'm trying to veer, I'm swear I'm going to get hit by a car. Do you know what I mean? It's because I like you. I'm not walking into your face and coughing. What are you doing? Get this buzz off. Yeah. I, somebody's just suggested we do the merch store, do a t-shirt every day and the proceeds go to the artist or if the artist feels they have enough money at the moment, they can give it to another artist. And someone says your t-shirt should say no time for this fucking English shit. <laughs> That's funny. I, I genuinely don't understand it. But last night, I'll tell you what happened. Tell you know, them. Kima Bob, uh-huh. wonderful, guilty feminist regular. Lovely Kima. lovely Kima. She went home to Texas to visit her family and then the lock-in happened. So she's ended up in Texas and she's actually, I think, quite enjoying her time with her family. But at the same time, it's a lot of, so, you know, she, her community is here. Her fuck it up is here. You know, Girls Purpose is here. Her community of comedians are here. And so I took her for a walk through, because I was going on my walk. So I said, I'll take you for a walk through your old neighborhood. So we were chatting And she was like going, oh my God, this fox, oh my God, oh my God, you know, like, and it was really nice. We were just catching up and we we're going for a walk together because now I have to walk with FaceTime because that's the only person I can walk with. And uh, this guy rode past on his bicycle and I knew he was coming so close. I was like, I know what he's going to no. do. He's going to steal my phone. So I just did that and he didn't get it and he kept going. And I he said, he came to see your phone in the quarantine. Yeah, but I might have fucking kicked his about- bike. I would have kicked that bike so hard. 
I was very, kicked him. Quite honestly, I was more worried about him getting breaking the social distancing rules than stealing my phone. I was like, you cannot mug someone right now because of social distancing. That's worse. That, well, I know, I guess, I guess. I, I suspect, I'm kind of joking, but also my concern is I feel a lot of people can't pay their rent right now. And I think there is going to be more crimes of desperation. And like, I, I'm not excusing mugging. But at the same time, I also would be empathetic because I look, maybe he does that all the time, but I don't think so because he was very inept. So I suspect he got put off from his out of our work for his landlord is he doesn't know his rights. And the landlord's saying we'll evict you. And he's probably looking after a bunch of other people. And so he did something that he was trying to make sell this on eBay. So I felt bad. Or he's just a dick. He could just be a dick, but I like to also look at reasons i just don't think it's anyone's first choice to steal iphones and all of the kids have that you I ever know met went, a bored teenager well i just think the kids that i know that went to private schools or posh grammar schools are even very good comprehensives or have families who like you know like support systems around them either in education family you know uh, whatever then none of them have aspired to steal iphones and as far as i know not one of them stolen an iphone and so i'm just questioning whether or not his so i'm not saying listen there are plenty of people from a socioeconomic background who who i just would never do that but i'm just saying i i i'm just saying someone's saying what does your mug say i look i held it up dude it's what says wonder woman <laughs> yes but i also have one that says control freak and uh and there's one that says high maintenance we have at there's this company and they do mugs and so we put in all these things And we Amazing. got all these ones back, and yeah. So this is one. Oh, that's funny. De so somebody here says, uh, "Deb, you're so sweet." And Sindhu is like, "I think the fuck not." <laughs> <laughs> I think the fuck not is another great Sindhu V T-shirt. Sindhu V, I think the fuck not. Um, <laughs>
I feel like we've covered most, is it because you've had Corona, this is not sort of the same thing. Like, you know, I can't really ask you like, oh, you know, read any good books lately? Because you've been like in, with a really high fever. No, so, I haven't. I haven't done all those things. You have done will the tell quarantine you, things. I, yeah, but I will tell you what I did in quarantine, which I always say, oh, yeah, if I had more time, I would do this. So I mm. had like two. I, so this last maybe six days, I've had like two lucid hours a week, uh, two lucid hours a day. One of the things I did was I, I meditated. Now I know that m meditation and mindfulness is a big, it's a big buzzword, you know, in, now in the West and fair enough for all good reasons. But um, when I was in my 20s, I had decided that I would renounce and I had lived in an ashram. Okay. Wow, it's a long story, and um, my parents were a bit like, as quite devout Hindus, they were like, "Oh God, it's her calling." And my mother was like, "Oh, but she has to get married." It's fucking all my mother cared about. So I lived. I wanted to shave my head and become a swami and live in the ashram, but I wow. was very, very intensively involved with that stuff. So I actually had like an accelerated course in meditating and stuff because that's all you did—you cooked, cleaned, whatever. Um. And my job in the ashram used to be to clean the toilets. Oh, wow. Mm. And you never questioned those things. And it was, you know, we had three, 4,000 people coming for the big programs. And I was, I, I was head of toilet cleaning. So I, was, I, was, I was head of something. Uh, but when I questioned one of the older people, I said, why do I have that? Because it meant that I missed everything. I missed all the programs. Because that's mm -hmm. when people were in the program, you went and cleaned the toilets. And she said to me, she said, you know, um, yeah, I actually asked one of the swamis and he said to me that when you have a lot of cleaning up to do, cleaning up to do, uh -huh. you get sent to do the jobs that are for cleaning. Uh -huh. And I, of course, you know, et cetera. Well, the reason I'm telling you this, Deborah, is because, and to everyone else, is the following, is that one of the things that I did in this quarantine was, I, initially I was forced and then I did it myself, is I went inside to my inner world to clean. It says Snoop Dogg is going live. I have no time for Snoop Dogg. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I have no time for Snoop Dogg, another t-shirt. Exactly. And so, and so I went inside and I think it was on day 11 because, oh yeah, what I should say is day 11, 12, I started having trouble breathing. That's the first, that's when I became very wow. concerned that day 11 or 12, I decided to close my eyes and just walk into the fear of what will happen. See, I don't breathe. See, I go to the hospital. See, I become a statistic. And I walked into that fear. Uh, quite literally, I closed my eyes. And when you do a meditation practice, sometimes you do visualization. I did a visualization that I'm walking into my fear with the faith that I have done everything I could. Mm. I have been as good a patient to this family as I could have been. And we're going to walk into this the liberation you get from accepting your fear and visualizing it and really sitting in it is it's a very important strength. Yes. Somebody here says, um, uh, someone called Fran says, I can't go out. So I'm going in. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. a wonderful way of putting it. I can't go yeah. out. So I'm going in. And that's, it feels like the only option right now. It's such an extraordinary time. Yeah. Is there any, thing you hope that the human race learns from this oh, I mean, as a race, not just as individuals meditating, but as a whole, all of us, what can we learn from this as a, what can we take forward from it? If anything, 
I mean, human race, I don't really think in terms of my views on the human... Let me put it this way. Say that there's all these younger people around me, my children and their friends and people in their 20s, and you know, this kind of thing. So I think what I think they will hopefully learn is that we are so acutely interdependent mm. regardless of I mean, the world has come to a standstill this mm -hmm. is it you know whether you're very wealthy whether you're very poor whether you're objectively good looking or you're not we are so interdependent on when we don't meet someone for two days and we're not allowed to meet another person we start thinking this is not normal this is not normal you know, right now, you could give people the option of meeting a complete stranger, be able to sit with them and chat to them, mm. as long as they're not going to take their phone or anything. And they'd be like, yeah, fine, please, thank you. Mm. The, the interdependence of human beings to feel humanity. Maybe they don't understand the same Xbox games you're playing, but to understand humanity, our, inter our interdependence, it became so difficult to explain that to children who had their phones in front of them. Mm. It became so difficult to explain to children what it feels like you can't go out in the street and see anybody else. And now they're like, holy shit. I mean, my kid was saying the other day, she wanted to go to school. That's not what's happened in her brain. She, she wants to go to school. She said, it's just other people. That's really important there. But I know it doesn't sound huge. Like, oh, I think the world will have learned that we're all, you know, should be kind to each other. But I think it's such a basic building block that this generation of 18, 19, 20, 20, didn't have a chance to really get their head around. Mm. And they have. And the second thing, which I hope all human beings, or at least everyone on this and me and you will really understand is we have a real duty, a real duty to cleaning up house. Because mm. if you cannot live with yourself, you're ultimately useless to anybody else. Mm. Useless. Just clean house, you know, and that's what pick one practice. It could be anything. Pick one practice and work at it so that, you, so that you're um, able to spend time inside and gain from it. It's because like I'm doing Instagram Live with the Dalai Lama, to be oh, honest. Oh, stop it. You're <laughs> so wise. <laughs> I'm not so wise. It's just that my mother always taught me so many things. She always said so many things to me. And I remember thinking, this woman doesn't be quiet. And now I know why. She's always, she's always in my head. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really what I think. I also think, by the way, even through my entire time of being sick, I made sure that the children were uh, doing something for somebody else. And that I, actually, I want to put that on top of my list, is mm -hmm. that when you, are, when you are reduced to nothing, because you can't move, because your inner world is so frightening because you've mm -hmm. lost your mother, which is something you did, did not ever want to happen, if you can make another person, if you can make another person feel less terrible about themselves, the only droplet of light you get in your life, only droplet, you do, seva, seva, which means work, I do work for others, agree, work for I others. So, I, even in this time, like just checking in on people who are on their own and 100%. and you get so much from that. Like I, oh, yeah. like that's what I have learned. I think I've been charging around and, you know, like I'm trying to put all this stuff out there 
and, you know, direct it here and here and here, but actually taking the time to connect with one person and just anchor yourself to that person. Are you okay? Am I okay? That's it. You know, That's um, it. it's really important, you know, and really important is that I think is, and I've been saying that for children, I've been saying it's the only way you'll ever really experience what it is to have the agency of a human body mm. to do something for someone else. The agency of a human body. That's so good. That's so you know good. I mean? You know, yes. I mean, listen, there's so many animals, you know, and there's so many animals, but they don't have agency that we have. No. I mean, they don't even have opposable thumbs. Fuck agency. Hmm. You know, and we have agency. Like, yeah, they, they, they can't sort of sit and make can. a decision. No, and they like, don't I see agency. my cats grooming each other or whatever, but they're not going, that'd, that'd be really nice for them. It's yeah, much no. less yeah. intentional. That's much more intuitive. Um, can I just say, can we just say hi to Iris? She's six years old and she's a feminist. Oh, hi, and Iris. she's watching. Hi, Iris. Thank you oh. so much. You're the future of feminism. Yeah. You really are. We oh need God. you. Yes, we do. We do. And, you know, just, yeah, you're hyper cool. You're on this thing. Oh, my God. And can I, can I ask you, um, people are asking for you to write a book, and I think that's right. <laughs> people are waiting on your book. Do you know what? I wrote a chapter in the uh, Unlikely Story. You know, a bunch of comics have written this book. It's on Twitter. Yes. Where, where we all write a chapter. And, oh. I, and, and my chapter just went up. I'll put it on, I don't know, what's the way to get people to look at it? How do I do that? Do I go uh, on there? Put it on your story. Do you make Instagram stories okay. or posts? Yes, 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 yes. You put it on your story and you add the guilty feminist, we can share it here too. So yes, either so look on Sindhu stories or my stories or guilty feminist stories afterwards and we'll, we'll post it. Yeah, that's fun. Iris is beaming. Thank you. Iris, oh, is, Iris. She says apparently she doesn't want older people to get the virus. We don't want that either. Iris, no. we're with you. We're 100% with you. We love you. Um, can I ask, uh, do you have a feminist ask for us? Is there anything, because sometimes it's really easy to get through the day and feel a bit purposeless because you can't get out. Is there something we could do for feminism or the human race at large that, that you would like us to advocate for, amplify, donate to, anything like that? I think the only thing I'd say is... Um, find someone in your world that you can help in some way. It could be mm -hmm. a phone call. It could be, and don't go out of your way and be nice to someone who's not nice to you. That's not what I'm saying. And this, this is kind of that, that kind of super Jesus Christ business. I'm not even saying that. Find someone, you know, there's so many websites. I have a newsletter that someone sent me from the American school where they've listed places. Mm -hmm. Do one thing a day that's, that challenges you and is about, making another person feel less bad or more good. That's all I ask. One thing, because I tell you what, you'll help them and you'll do a little bit of sweeping inside. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that's absolutely wonderful. So find your passion, whether that be to support a refuge, whether that be to support Choose Love, um, sign up to Amnesty International, amplify somebody on Twitter that's that's working for a food bank, um, and, and connect in with a human being that you know. It could be a relative. It could be someone, an old Amen. school friend who's alone or somebody you know. Um, yes, and, and push yourself. Push yourself to do it a little bit. You know, like, oh, I'll, do it at, at, I'll do it at three. No, no, do it just, you know, do it then because, because that's when you know it matters. When it, when it does this to you, that's when you know it matters. And that's when you know you're alive. You're alive. You're making a difference. Because People that's so important. are so excited for this book. Someone suggested the title should be How to Life by Sindhu V. 
I'm so excited for this book too. I really feel it's going to come. What are you looking forward to most when this is all over and we can go back out as, you know, hopefully wiser and hopefully more connected and hopefully slower and more intentional, but what are you looking forward to? What do you miss? I'm looking forward to throwing myself back into the world. First of all, I'm looking forward to gigging. Oh Christ, I'm looking forward to gigging, you know. So much, so much to be in a room full of people and to, and say something funny and it lands and they're on the same page as me that moment of utter uh, union uh-huh. you know where i i spoke you understood it i was heard it's just you know it's magical and so i'm looking forward to gigging the second thing is i'm looking forward to throwing myself into the world it's been a very big deal for me debra to ana- to say on a public forum that i have that my mother is no more Mm. Thank you for sharing that with us. In- well, I don't, you know, I I felt I couldn't really speak about my corona and my last two weeks without bringing it up and and you know, I'll tell you anything, oh god. But um I think for me to have now said that out loud to the in a public way means I now have to live up to that mm-hmm. information being in the world, which mm-hmm. means I have to be brave because people will ask me about it and talk to me about it. and i must bring out of the shadows mm-hmm. my sense of um my sense of missing her mm-hmm. and i must learn to live with that like a mature person and like a dignified person which is what she would want which which what she was like so i think i'm looking forward to going out into the world throwing myself into the world and seeing if these this this new found leanness mm-hmm. of of purpose and this kind of focus that in the last two weeks in, in that furnace you know that was kind of made in that furnace can i carry it through can i now live like this mm-hmm. or am i just going to go out and become like ah pizza muffins ah all over again <laughs> do you know what i mean i have no doubt that you will live elegantly wisely beautifully and you will spread your spirit of comedy and joy and wisdom wherever you go sindhu v if this is the new normal you know what in many ways it's better than the old normal because it's more honest more present more here and i hope we're back in the same room soon so oh, we'll hug v i know i can't wait to hug you and also this even i mean look at you look at you you've taken what is such an important thing guilty feminist and you've turned it into this moment where i i see some of these comments i look at you and i think and i think i'm not alone and that's not something i say easily mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know there is a my mother's loss to me is like the sky mm-hmm. it's the it's the thing under which i do everything that i do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for me to say i don't feel alone mm-hmm. is um you have made that possible with this uh, live thing and so thank you for sure thank you for sure i love you 
And thank you so much. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you so much. All of you tuning in. We don't have an audience at the moment. Cinder and I are missing our audience. And you saying these things and tuning in and watching us and connecting is so important to us right now. Thank you. And Um, thank you for giving me a forum like this in which to talk about what's happening. Please come back and come back when you're feeling better. Because as we go on, you know, we're going to have different moments that we can talk about and connect in. We're going to have different moments. And I really want you to come back. And if you're watching out there, next week we have May Martin and Ashling B, and uh, uh, we have uh, Sarah Keyworth, Catherine Bohart. It's going to be so um, great. Oh, my uh, God. And uh, I, I can't remember who else now, but I'll put it up straight away after this because I've got people the following week as well. So I'll put up who's coming um, next week. Uh, tune in at 6 o'clock. It's on the stories for 24 hours, and we're going to put this one. This will be on the stories for 24 hours if you want and to direct anyone to it. There might be people who are feeling similarly at the moment, and then it's going to be on YouTube after that, um, on our YouTube channel with The Guilty Feminist. And I think these are – this seems like an historic moment, and I feel like we'll always look back on these interviews as a time where we were so present and other than ourselves. So we're all in a slightly yes. altered state, and yeah. we're showing our humanity in a way that we've never shown it in public before our humanity not just our vulnerability like our humanness it's a strange and terrible tragic and also in some ways physically connected time it is absolutely and i i will put up the book thing on your story or yes anything anything you have that you would like to share or you come off and go oh i wish i'd said that or i wish i'm going to put up yeah i'm going to put up the name of a book and i'll share it and yeah, also, everyone should follow Cindy V on Instagram, and you can see it on her stories as well. I love you, Cindy. And I love you. I love you, Guilty Feminist audience. I love and I'll everybody. see you on Monday. Thank you, Guilty Feminist audience. Six o'clock. Okay. And also, and also, hi to Tom. Oh yes, Tom Selinski. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Love you. Sign off from the new normal. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.